Erin. Thanks. <laughs> for thank welcome back to everyone that listening. Listens. All you you ten people out there. Hey, no. There were <laughs> didn't we have like a hundred? Yeah, at one, point, at one point at our in our heyday, <laughs> we had a hundred <laughs> listeners a week. Well, now we're older and cooler. Mm-hmm. And back and back, <laughs> from the yeah, summer. yeah. No, season two. Yeah, yeah. Adjunct astrologers. Yes, season welcome two. to adjunct astrologers. I'm Erin. I'm Michelle. <laughs> Glad we got that out. Yeah. Of Should we talk about what we did this summer at all, or not really? Is that boring? Uh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like I had like a busy start but like not like I yeah. feel like I didn't do anything that exciting Aaron, I just Aaron. like <laughs> I just wrote for like four months you finished your book yeah I finished my book so like it's with the editors now yes and it's gonna become a book yeah it's with the copy editors so it's all the content edits are what's the title <laughs> it's called tinfoil crown what's the on sale date <laughs> may 7 2018 Woo! you can go at it on goodreads <laughs> oh can you mm-hmm. oh my god i'm gonna cry mm-hmm. can you pre-order it yet no, no that'd be yet. too early yeah i think the next big thing will be the cover reveal yeah i think Ooh. yeah so i have to like i don't know i i think we're gonna try to like have a blog do it oh cool cool yeah, yeah. And not just me on, <laughs> on Twitter. Not just me. Oh, I can hear my vocal fry already. <gasps> don't. Don't. Just love yourself. All right. <laughs> Easy. Done. Okay. <laughs> you were the one who said it was low stakes. Yeah. Before we even started. But I have the headphones on so I can like yeah. hear every time my voice is just like... <laughs> raptor sound yeah so how was your summer it was good i started a new job we have a bestseller right now so yeah. it was a crazy summer to start this new job and the book it, that's a bestseller like i for my interview i wrote the press release mm-hmm. so it's been like part of my project like part of my work there from day one yeah and now it's um number five on the bestseller list it's called white fragility <laughs> that's wild yeah. it's really a good book it's easy to read um and i think it's just like a good moment right now for yes. that kind of book it's about why white people have such a hard time talking about racism yeah. and like feeling really like defensive whenever someone calls them out for being racist yeah um but d- working on a bestseller because we don't have those a lot. So I think if we were a bigger house, it wouldn't be so wild. But it's wild. Yeah. Like, the kinds of media requests we get and just, like, overnighting books to crazy places. So it was um a busy summer in a good way. Good. Yeah. Good. And kind of having, like, a full-time job, it yeah. adds to... There are downsides, but it does mm-hmm. give you that structure, that stability. Yeah. To... I'm not an adjunct anymore. Yeah. I am at heart. Yeah. But always. <laughs> right always now, an I'm temporarily not. <laughs> yeah. Having a full-time job is wild. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah. So, it was, I feel like we both had busy summers, but we were concentrating on, like, one thing. Yeah. That I'm just so used to thinking, working on so many different things, that that's when I feel like I'm being productive. Totally. Even though, over the summer, I just worked on one thing. I did consulting, too, but... 
just I didn't have to worry about too much else. Yeah. Didn't have to pay rent. Oh, so nice. <laughs> Got to swim in the pool every uh, afternoon. <laughs> so, yeah. That's what but. we did while we were on break from the podcast. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But I'm excited to be back. I'm oh, excited. I'm so excited. I feel like we at the party before you got there last night, mm-hmm. which always it always happened last year. Like, we would go somewhere and people would know that we were interested in astrology. Yeah. And then that's just what the conversation would become. Yeah. And that happened before you got there. <gasps> yeah. Really? Yeah. We were talking about signs and people that I hadn't even met were like, this is my sign. What does this mean? <laughs> nice. And I was just like, I need my co-host. <laughs> I know. I feel out of practice. When I was reading about yeah. Libra season today, I was like trying to get back into like feeling more. Yes. But I haven't been... I've been in a dinosaur phase this summer, mm. so I haven't been thinking as much about astrology. Yeah. I'm thinking a lot about dinosaurs. Cool. Yeah. But should we talk about... Yes. Do you want to talk about the SpaceX thing first? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess background. Earlier this week, this past week, Elon Musk, who, like, famous for Tesla, but mm. also famous for his company SpaceX, I guess. Yep who is, like, trying to build rockets to send people, like, private passengers into space, basically, um, announced who the first passenger would be on his first, like, private shuttle to the moon. And and to be clear, not going to the moon, but, like, orbiting it. Yes, yeah. Um, and the passenger, his name, his last name is Mezawa. Yeah. I think a Japanese billionaire, basically. Chisaka Mezawa. Yeah who is mostly known in America because he recently bought a Basquiat painting for, like, $110 million. Holy shit, I didn't read that. Yeah, so he's, like, (laughs) mostly a fashion and, like, art collector. Yes. Um, And that's why he wants to take, like, six to ten artists with him to the moon. Yeah. He, uh, because he bought every single seat on... On that flight. And <gasps> so basically his tickets are helping to, like, fund mm-hmm. this program. So even though he bought the ticket, like, he is an investor. Right. It's really, like, a donation. And then yes. he gets the... That's his, like, Kickstarter reward. And then he gets to go to the moon and just bring artists. And uh, I think that's really cool. So part of me is just, like... These billionaires should be trying to fix climate change. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think it's really cool that that this billionaire is bringing artists. And that one article I was reading was saying that a lot of... There have been astronauts who have been artists yeah. before. And then when they come back and the art that they do produce, it very much is like earth-based. And so, so it, one thing I was reading was saying that a lot of these... These people that come back from space, they have a greater appreciation for mm. the Earth. Yeah. So, because well, you can maybe probably indirectly, yeah, well, you can probably see it. You literally see it in full for the first yeah. time. Yeah, and it's like the size of a marble, I guess. Once you're out at the moon. Yeah, I read a quote by this guy, the billionaire, saying that he hopes that the trip will inspire the artists that he takes to create art that like extends our imaginations Mm -hmm. when they come back to earth yeah which is 
some super billionaire shit to say. Oh, but yeah. But also wild. And most of the artists that I found that he, like, the categories he was looking for are visual artists. So photography. Interesting. Film painting and that type of art and then fashion he wants to bring like fashion and I was just like where are the writers I was gonna say (laughs) no writing I didn't it's a very preliminary list and it didn't say if he was going to if there was going to be like a submission process or if he was just gonna pick famous people yeah and because he was talking about his examples were what if John Lennon could have seen could have gone to the moon. What if Coco Chanel could have gone to the moon? So I have a feeling he is going to pick very prominent Or like up and coming. People, yeah. Yeah. So I just want to put my name. Yeah. I want to put out the name of debut novelist Aaron Jones (laughs) as an up and coming creative superstar. So please just send me to the moon. Would you go? Would you go to the moon if you I've had the opportunity? I've been thinking about this because of what I told you about my crush's mm-hmm. possible opportunity to work for NASA. I've been thinking about this. Like, would I go or how would I feel if they went? And I think I would go, but I think I'd be really scared. Yeah. It'd be horrifying. Yeah. Because, like, what if you don't come back? Yeah. Is that is it worth it? That, I think is a big question. Yeah. Because I think in in some ways, I would say absolutely, 100%. Going into space, seeing the moon, I feel emotional just thinking about it, but, like, the moment when you step on the ship knowing that you might never come back seems like an incomprehensible decision to make. Yeah. Like, do you remember that short documentary that came out a year or so ago interviewing people who were competing to be the first people to go to Mars? No. Oh, it was a really cool video because there were like a hundred people being considered. And one of the questions was, or like part of the mission at that time for this like Mars One project was that they'll never come back. Yes. Oh, okay. And yeah. it was interviewing people like, what, how does that feel? And it was kind of like exoticizing the people who were down to never come back. Like it was making, the video made them seem like freakish for mm-hmm. not wanting that. But the a lot of the people they interviewed had like a totally zen sort of mindset because they were like the getting to go and experience it completely outweighs all of those things. And yeah. I was like, damn, I don't think I'm that person. But yeah, they were like, for the Mars One project, you can never have sex because like you can't get pregnant. Right. You can never have sex. You're probably in isolation from the other people, even if there are like people there at the same time as you and you can never come back. Wow. Would you go? I would... Definitely consider it. To yes. the moon, not to Mars, but to the moon. Oh, one hundred percent. I would consider going to Mars. Yeah. Uh, I think that the isolation would probably be the hardest. If it could just be, I could have human contact. Right. I think that I could be okay. Yeah. But just being alone for I can do about. I spent three weeks alone this summer, yeah. <laughs> completely <laughs> alone. Cats. I had two cats. And TV. And TV. <laughs> yes. And even by the end of that, I was like, okay, hi, Abby. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I I think that I would definitely consider going to Mars, and I would 100% go to the moon. Yeah. I don't think I would have any reservations. I think I would, I would, yeah, I would absolutely go. I did, I was reading that during the, the mission, 
you might not like be creating as much right. because they kind of were comparing it to other residencies where <laughs> fucking course <laughs> where you go one resident res- can't speak today <laughs> I'm so rusty no. so one residency that they kind of compared it to totally different but was Joshua Tree where you go up in elevation oh, and so they right. said for the first two weeks a lot of people have a hard time creating because their body is acclimating right and that would be something that you would have to worry about yeah. going into space because as much as you train for this mission yeah <laughs> you're still there's still nothing that can compare right to it but I I think because it's not that long of a mission it's just you go up go around the moon come back and you come back I would totally do it yeah damn I volunteer myself <laughs> I volunteer as <laughs> what is it guest creative or something yes. I volunteer as please oh that would be but then also how do you feel when you come back do you appreciate earth more is there or is there always something yeah missing do you feel like you have like experienced a thing that other people will never understand yeah I mean probably but you don't have to be an ass about it yeah (laughs) yeah one of the funny things I was reading I mean okay all of the problematic like Elon Musk stuff aside I don't feel like I even want to get into that but one funny thing is like the rocket that they're building or like planning to build that will carry the shuttle the acronym, did you see this, is BFR. No. And apparently they've been very vague about what the F stands for. But in, like, public records it says Big Falcon Rocket because that's the name of the NASA rockets are, like, Falcon 9 and Falcon Heavy. But that everybody kind of knows it's Big Fucking Rocket. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so just, like, imagine being like, yeah, I'm going to the moon on the Big Fucking Rocket. <laughs> Sign me up. Sign yeah. me up. I, well, I have always been interested in mm-hmm. what Elon Musk is doing right. and his whole I forgot thing. About that. Yeah. Yep. Did you read that he's being sued for defamation? Yes. Because he said some bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's another interesting thing is that even though he has kind of been in turmoil in the news, yeah, and Tesla has also been having issues, yeah. there haven't really been like SpaceX has been away from all of yeah, that. So it's been a that. very successful project and it's it moves well. They're doing everything right. They've yeah. sent so many things up into space yeah. already successfully. Which is wild yeah. that they can just do that. Yeah. So I think that probably some of the res- reservations from people probably comes from the fact that it is Elon Musk and mm-hmm. that Tesla's having these problems. Even though the Tesla's that I've heard about tend to like people really like <laughs> yeah <laughs> like I think that the main problems have been like in developing new cars and yes. then just like economic yeah but I think that's because Elon Musk is becoming such a controversial figure in yes a way. yeah I, th- I saw that the one main concern about the SpaceX project is just that they have a tendency to say things will happen much quicker than they will. So I think they've said something like this mission isn't going to actually take place until 2023. And people have been saying, like, there's no way that's possible. He has a quote where he says, we definitely might not make that. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. Whenever you can, I'm still interested. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that gives us more time to pitch ourselves. Right? That gives me more time to, like... 
become more famous and yeah and be chosen and train and I volunteered so I volunteered yeah (laughs) it's wild I the okay not to get into this because this is a whole nother episode about conspiracy theories Mm -hmm. but how have we not been back to the moon since 1972 yeah have has we just been is there just nothing left to well see there? Depending or? on what you believe, we never. Oh yeah, we never actually went. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, I don't know. Do you think that a mission like that would inspire art? Do you think it actually? Because that's one thing I've been thinking about. Do you think that this is just like all a publicity stunt? Mm. And oh, I want to bring artists just because I'm like a billionaire and I can do whatever I want. Or do you think that seeing traveling to the moon would help art and mm. help other things possibly. I I haven't thought about it like that. I think that either way it'll be hugely PR related whatever comes out of it. Yeah. Like whatever especially if he takes people who are already well known, like whatever they create afterwards will they'll be known forever as, like, an artist who went on that trip. Mm-hmm. So I think that's an interesting thing to think about, is, like, whether or not it actually influences their art, it'll influence how history, like, remembers them. Yeah. Like, they'll always be the fashion designer who went on the first moon trip, you know? Yeah. And then what if they, what they create afterwards sucks? Yeah, we'll all hear about it. Yeah. Because there will be a lot of expectation. Yeah. But I think... It's interesting, the question of, like, does this really exclusive experience, how does that, like, radiate in the art world? And almost, like, is more art going to come out of everyone who doesn't get to go? Mm -hmm. But I also think, like, back to one thing you said in the beginning, is, like, if anything, I wonder how this changes environmental activism, or, like, how can we fucking send someone around the moon, but we can't? address climate change you know like I wonder if anything if if it's gonna like are the what if all of those people come back and they say I'm not a fashion designer anymore I'm an environmental activist or like that'd be great you know like what if that were the case that would be wild yeah but it, it does seem like I guess the more I think about it the more I think about this question it seems really disconnected from all of the actual like Superstorms and like environmental concerns and droughts that we're thinking of like mm-hmm. this sort of like I don't know mission this like pleasure cruise around yeah. the moon it it's seems really commercial it's yeah. a commercial flight I mean what do you think I I think that I mean so the short story I'm working on right now mm-hmm. was inspired by just like a glimpse I got in Vegas so I do think that where our experiences as artists definitely have an impact on on our art yeah but what if I don't know I just think what if someone goes there and they don't I think that his his explanation of hoping that it impacts their art moving forward is something that's very hard to qualify right so how do we know that this in particular if it's if it's not a painting of the moon right how was this impacted yeah and also I do think that it could be used to say, I have a great appreciation for the earth now. Yeah. Because I have seen it. I've seen how small it yeah, is. Yeah, and finite. Yeah. Is. That now I need to do something. <laughs> yeah. 
Because I think, like, there are lots of, like, really beautiful or really complicated or, like, traumatic things I've experienced that I haven't and might not ever make art about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you think it will, would change your relationship to astrology? I don't know. <laughs> I think I would... I think I would... <laughs> I think it would probably strengthen it. That would be my guess, is that it would strengthen it. Because I do, when I think about astrology, I very much do think about the actual planets and where they are. And I like concrete things. Yeah. So when I look up at the moon, that like, I'm like, oh, it's connected. Yeah. So I I would think it would probably strengthen it. That would be my guess. I think I would just, I just... Feel something. I, uh, I just want to go. <laughs> yeah, I would go. Oh, I'd kill to go. I feel like it would be really overwhelming in terms of seeing that like expansive shit in person. Yes. Like just the moment of like, oh, these things that I read about and think about are real mm-hmm. and like exist out here in this mystery space. Well, yeah, I think you definitely have to do some mental preparation too. Yeah. Not just acclimating your body but acclimating your mind to because yeah that's a whole you need some hardcore therapy yeah (laughs) yeah and I feel like astronauts a lot of them are scientists so they are have that more analytical mind kind of whereas artists oh it's just gonna be a lot of people crying yeah but yeah I think it's cool I do it's definitely cool All right. Wow. <laughs> let us know if you would go to the moon. Yeah. And why. Yeah. Or or let us know your pitch to get on the moon trip. <laughs> Good one. What if yeah. what if Elon Musk is listening to this right now? No. Just kidding. <laughs> I wonder if he is I we probably shouldn't. <laughs> I don't think he decide I don't think he's deciding. No. I don't know who's deciding. I think I think it's just gonna be the billionaire picking whoever he wants to go. Yeah. yeah. That would be my guess. We have a better chance if that's the case. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Should we talk about Libra season now? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I didn't go super in-depth, but I have a couple of takeaways. Okay. What do you What do you have prepped? Well, I looked at a few things that happened over the summer. Okay, cool. And how that might impact, like, moving in to Libra season. Oh, right. Talk about so, it. So, okay. I'll talk about some things that happened this summer mm. that you, that might, like, make sense now. So. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> the first is that there were a million retrogrades. Yeah, there were. Uh, almost every planet was in Mercury. Really? Was in Mercury retrograde. Was in retrograde at some point this summer. Shit. Mercury. Yeah. Mars. Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, and Pluto. They were all in retrograde. And as we've talked about, retrograde makes things kind of opposite, makes things feel like it's slower, stagnant, moving backwards. Confusing. Confusing. And so one thing that I read was that during all these retrogrades, it might have been harder for you to start something new. Mm. Because you you felt like things were in turmoil or things were moving backwards. Mm-hmm. So starting something new would have been harder. But these retrogrades also made you like look back. So one thing that I read was that in all the 2018, summer 2018 retrogrades, 
you could have felt like you were finishing mm. something or like something that had started earlier was like coming coming to fruition. So if you yeah, so if you felt like that at all this summer, that's kind of what happened. And then also there were three major eclipses. And <laughs> yeah. And two of them were in Leo and Aquarius, which mashed up with eclipses that happened the previous year. So again, there was that feeling of not being able to necessarily feel like you could move forward, but still doing something to like finish something from the past. Yeah. And it says that one thing I read was that now that that has passed, that those two things that like came together and made that very specific kind of conditions Mm -hmm. Even though it felt like you may have been moving backwards or not moving forward, you still were. So now you have momentum moving in to the fall. Damn. Yeah. I definitely experienced that. Did you? Yeah. I read, I was having a really hard time at a certain point this summer and I read a horoscope. One of the only ones I read um, that said something about like how I, it was like, you don't see all the changes that have happened because you're like living your life day to day, Mm -hmm. but that like, there have been a lot of things. And if you look back at like where you've been and where you are now, you'll see that like, you are, you are making things happen. And it was like a really intense thing of being like, that's true. Like I've been feeling stagnant, but like, that's because I wasn't reflecting necessarily on like all the things that. I've done to like get to where I'm at right now yeah so I definitely felt that I did too yeah yeah Yeah. even though I was I was where I like because I was finishing finishing this one project yeah I had time in between the rounds of edits where I just didn't know what to do with myself I had been working I'm good when I wake up work for three hours on writing and I'm just slowly moving forward in a project. Mm-hmm. But having to start and then stop and then mm. start and then stop, that was really hard. And I was just like, I'm not doing anything in these four weeks in between. And I'm wasting time. <laughs> and even though I was... You just fin- take a break, Erin. <laughs> even though I was finishing the book, mm-hmm. I still I still felt that. Right. So... Yeah, it, a lot of things that I saw moving into Libra season is like this is a time that you basically like a time is coming to a close, yeah. but not in a bad way, in a way that's like pushing you forward. Right. So you're like coming full circle and then the circle isn't ending and you're it's like going around the moon. Ah! Like, <laughs> like orbiting around a planet. Like, yeah. Then you just use this forward momentum from this cycle to yeah. move forward into the next cycle. But I I feel like this summer was that moment like I don't know, like I'm thinking of like a pendulum sort of swinging mm. and there's that moment where it almost looks frozen like right before it starts to go yes. back the other way. Yeah. And I kind of felt like this summer was sort of that like <sighs> same, you know? <laughs> same. I can't believe that it's already September 23rd. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> just like yesterday I was in Connecticut just hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. So I did, that's a really good image. Yeah. I agree with that. <laughs> it's an image I agree with. Yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> so what did you find about Libra season? Okay, so looking forward to Libra season, the main thing that I noticed after reading like a couple lists of horoscopes 
for, you know, each sign was that um, there's a lot of opportunity for thinking about, like, your interactions with other people. Mm. Because I totally forgot, but, like, I think this was the horoscopes for Libra season on Broadly that I just read, but it was, like, Libra is, like, the sign of relationships. Um, not always, like, romantic, mm. but, like, so it, there were different you know, horoscope saying, like, it's an opportunity for, like, collaboration with your friends or, like, getting close to someone you've missed. But I, I, my main takeaway was that it's, like, maybe as this sort of new cycle is starting, it's also a time to think about, like, how you're interacting outwardly with people and mm-hmm. that maybe it's, like, a time to, like, take advantage of those opportunities, I think. I don't know, that sounds very, like, businessy, but... Basically, this idea that, like, it's fall, you might be in, like, a flirty, fun mood, make new friends, like, reconnect with old people, like, think about, not old people, old (laughs) friends. Old people, too. (laughs) Yeah, you can connect with old people, that's fine. Um, But, yeah, that was, like, the theme I was noticing was, like, in some way, each of the horoscopes was, like, something about how to connect with people around you. That's cool. Um, even though there were a few that were like, be cautious about like making that next step with someone in your life. But mm. it was sort of like opposed to the summer, which for me felt very inward. This was sort of like a turning outward yeah. of that focus. Like I feel like Virgo season was very much like trying to get my shit together and it didn't really work out for me. I did not have a good time like harnessing my Virgo energy, even though that's my rising sign. But I think Libra, in, like, sort of a relieving way, is kind of about, like, letting loose that Mm -hmm. energy outward in, like, a community way. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. Did you see anything like that? I saw that Virgo, that kind of being easier on yourself Mm. in in that (laughs) is is in Libra. Yeah. Because we're in Libra now. We started yesterday, Mm -hmm. right? So... Virgo is very detail-oriented, needs to get everything correct, and in Virgo season, you notice your flaws a lot. Yeah. (laughs) And so Libra season is a time to kind of work on those flaws, but in a a nice way, not in a, oh, I'm, this is something that makes me shitty, like... I'm going to get down on myself. Yeah. It's saying, oh, this is an opportunity for something to work on. Yeah. So if anything kind of came to light in Virgo season or just any anything that you noticed that kind of was aggravating, mm. Libra season is a good time to, to work on that. Yeah. And maybe like reaching for help on that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I did see like, because Libra season, it's... It's Venus and it's peaceful mm. and harmonizing. So I think that that idea of of being outward with that is really is really good because Virgo season so is so much just in your head yeah. and is in the little tiny details. We're kind of broadening that and letting it, letting that go. Yeah, is something that might be. I'm trying to think of the word. Libra season will aid in that. Mm. Yes. Because Libras, I feel like, are like mediators in a way, too. Mm. Or they're like We're good the at connecting. Yeah, good at connecting with other people. So it makes sense that it's sort of like, yeah. Yeah. More outward. Yeah. And also, it's a cardinal sign. So mm. it's the first sign in the season. 
And it, there is, even though, I think that Libras can oftentimes be seen as kind of like, oh, airy and don't really care and just go with the flow and da da da. But it is a cardinal sign. So it, it does have that leadership right. quality to it. And leadership doesn't need to mean like, oh, you lead a group of people doing this, but taking initiative. Yeah. And really just taking that, that step to like start something or start doing something. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I'm looking forward to Libra season. Yeah, the weather's changing. Yes. I feel like... Thank God. It feels like a hopeful... I feel hopeful. Mm -hmm. I was ready for the summer to end, though. Me too. (laughs) One, it was just so hot this summer. It was so fucking hot. Holy shit. It was hot and humid. Mm -hmm. The humidity is what got me this summer yeah I was in Vegas and it was like 113 degrees and I was walking outside and I was, it was hot yeah but it wasn't as horrible I felt more miserable walking around in 90 degree heat in Connecticut with like an 80 percent humidity yeah I just wanted to die there were days like commuting to work where I was like I don't know how I'm wearing so many clothes right now yeah (laughs) like having to wear like nice pants and a camisole and like a blouse I was just like I want to die yes I'm a sweaty monster yeah it yeah so I'm I'm looking forward to yeah the fall and Libra season and harnessing that creative energy yeah (laughs) yeah I think I definitely noticed some flaws though in Virgo season that's a good way to put I think I was very like actively thinking about how what I wanted like what is my next step what Mm. am I wanting to do same but then when I couldn't think about it or couldn't figure it out I like punted I was like mad at myself like oh god you're just like a bum like you're never gonna you know blah 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 instead of being like what's keeping you from yeah doing your shit I don't know I wasn't being kind to myself which is not just a Virgo season thing but but it it's, is a Virgo thing. It is a Virgo thing. And it's heightened by by Virgo season. Yeah. And just by the time. Like, September 1st is always a wild time. Yeah. Even if you're not in the school system, it's still, it just has this feeling to it where yeah. after Labor Day, things change. Yeah. I mean, I think, like, even at work, it's felt different because, mm-hmm. like, coming back from summer, like, our book season changing like it's just like yeah I don't know I thought it wouldn't be as harsh because I wasn't teaching anymore but it's across the board yeah yep so be kind to yourself this Libra season yeah if you want to work on bettering yourself that's great but do it in be inspired by Venus (laughs) while you're doing it (laughs) be inspired to go to the moon Oh, yes. I just... Be your best creative guest on the first trip to the moon. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I love that. Oh, I just... Yeah. (laughs) What if I started campaigning for it now? Do it. Just, like, put me on this mission. (laughs) Why not do it? It would be a great way to promote your book, honestly. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Um, well, this is great. Yeah. I think. I think that I know you're nervous about nervous. coming back, but I think. What if we're boring? No. I think we uh, we hit our stride. Yeah. Uh, 
We are excited for the second season of, yes. of Adjunct Astrologers. Um, we've talked about maybe doing a newsletter. We're going to do a newsletter. Yeah. Let us know if that would interest you. you <laughs> we say that like every for time. It. I really, I think that, I think a newsletter could, yeah, could resonate. It could, I mean, it could even be at the, a newsletter that goes out at the beginning of every new season, mm. like new, like Libra season. That would be a good goal season. to start. Yeah. Instead of just weekly. Often. So it'd be, it'd be monthly. Yeah. That actually is a good idea. See, we're collaborating. <laughs> we're, oh my god, we're living Libra season right now. Alright, <laughs> live your best Libra season. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.